Hello, fellow griever. Today you have reached Season 2, Episode 19 of the Leftover Pieces Suicide Loss Conversations podcast, and I am Melissa, your host. If you listen to my podcast regularly, I hope that I can implore you to consider leaving a review and rating the podcast. And why would I ask you to do this? Well, to be honest with you, only so that we can work with the algorithms that the podcast platforms use so that more suicide loss survivors and grievers will be able to find the podcast when they're looking for something to connect to. Today, you have found one of my down the rabbit hole episodes where I just have a conversation about some of the things that are on my mind with regards to the suicide loss and grief space. And at the time that this podcast will be put out, we will be one week before Halloween 2021. And Halloween just happens to be my favorite holiday. So this year, when I realized that Halloween fell on a Sunday, I decided that I would kick off the week with a down the rabbit hole episode and talking about the connection between fear and grief. And I'm also planning to have a post a day every week this week on Instagram as it relates to items surrounding grief and fear and topics like that. Now, does it seem odd that I would tie Halloween to death? Well, when you say it out loud, no, it doesn't. Halloween actually stands for all of the things that are dark and sad and scary and terrifying, even painful. And spirits, don't forget spirits. So for me, it seems like a natural tie-in to talk about how all of these things overlap with grief after suicide loss. And I know I already said that Halloween's my favorite holiday, so it seems perfectly fitting that I would combine my favorite holiday with an opportunity to talk about things that are really important to me. So I'm going to do just that. And today's Instagram post that ties into this launch of this episode asks the direct question, does what your very presence represent terrify others so much that leaving you alone in your own pain is easier than facing their own fear? So that's my own quote. That's not a quote that I took from somebody But it's something that I've talked about a lot. And I've actually talked about it a couple of times in this last week with different grievers. And so it was something that seemed very fitting to kick off this week of posts. And then I'll have another episode that's a rabbit hole episode next week on Halloween, a special Halloween episode. And going back to my quote, what do I mean? Well, If you're a suicide loss survivor listening to this or you know somebody that is, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You know all of those people in your inner circle that after you lost your loved one to suicide were just gone. The ones that 
if you had been asked prior to losing your loved one to suicide, who would have been there, you probably would have named most of the ones that are now absent, right? And I know this isn't always the case. There's never an always or a never. But most of the time in so many of the stories that I come across with suicide loss survivors, they feel a great absence of people that they otherwise feel like maybe should have been there. And so I want to address this ghost in the room, if you will. For me, after I lost Alex to suicide, one of the instances that this touches on the most is when I was in the grocery store the first time. And I remember at a distance catching a glimpse of a mother who had been someone I had known for years. I considered her my friend. We had children the same age. We had sat on the bleachers next to each other in baseball for many years. And she's one of the people that I would have thought would have been there. So for a moment, I thought, you know, my heart kind of jumped and I thought I was, you know, going to see a friend. And just as quickly, she turned and went the other direction. I felt certain she had seen me. I felt certain she also knew in her mind that I hadn't seen her because I don't think she would have intentionally run from me, but she was hoping to get out of sight before she saw me. And that actually took me days to process. But what I've come to understand is that for many, many of my mother friends, you know, the mom friends that I had for the many years that I was raising my children with their children, I represented the very thing they couldn't wrap their head around. Actually, I represented two things that most people can't wrap their head around. The first of which is apparent is that you will bury one of your children. And then by suicide, two unthinkable things, two things that if they looked me in the eyes and if they were there for me and somehow agreed to sit with me and go on this journey with me, they would have to actually face what would be their greatest fear, which is this could happen to anybody. Because let's be honest, grievers, most of you, like me, believe that this really could happen in almost any family out there to most any of us at any given time, given the right circumstances. Because isn't that what happened to many of our loved ones? the right or the wrong, however you want to look at it, set of circumstances all came together at once and culminated in a decision that couldn't be taken back. A permanent solution to a temporary problem. So was I angry? Did I feel betrayed? I suppose initially I did. However, As I told somebody this week, those feelings gave way really quickly to kind of the whatever, I don't really care feelings, because at the end of the day, I had lost my son. So how could I truly give a shit at all if some mom wanted to be my friend or if it was too hard for her to sit with my pain 
Ultimately, I didn't. That doesn't mean it wasn't a complication of my grief, because it was. It was a complication to understand and get to the place where I actually examined the idea that if I had been in their shoes and them in mine, would I have done any better? So yeah, I had to sit with that. Would I have done any better? And I'd like to say I would have, but if I'm completely honest at five years and three plus months since losing Alex, I'd have to tell you that in complete honesty, I'm not sure that I would have because I don't know that I would have had the tools either, right? How would I have known how to be there? How would I have known how to face that unbelievable fear and be there for somebody in that way? Now, that doesn't mean there aren't people that show up. And that doesn't mean that those people all understand either. We all have different capacities as human beings, and we've all had different experiences that shape us. And I guess, in some ways, that's what I'm imploring us to all think about a little bit more. And giving ourselves grace and space, which I talk a lot about, I also want to encourage you to give grace and space to others. That doesn't mean give everybody a free pass and that bad behavior or abandoning the people you love is right or okay or even forgivable because every circumstance is different. But what I'm telling you is that in a lot of circumstances where those people that were in our social circles, the ones that we thought would show up and bring us meals and casseroles and things like that, if they didn't, it may be worth forgiving just for the sake of your own heart. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not going to rush to my door and want to be my friend now because my son's still dead and their lives have gone on and their, their sons or daughters that were friends with my son are still living. So where's our common ground now? I guess what I'm saying is the end of my son's life also brought with it the end of some other things in my life. And some of that was connections or relationships. Some of what tied me to those people is gone. Actually, maybe all of it. I mean, that's what I came to find out. And here's the thing. With Alex getting older, he was already two years into college. I already wasn't seeing a lot of those people as often, although some of them did have sons or daughters that were my younger son's age. So I still was in some capacity, but eventually those friendships or relationships would have faded anyway, probably just in a more natural way. It wouldn't feel so abrupt and it wouldn't feel like an affront the way it did. So I hope some of this has made sense with regards to, you know, what we represent to others and how we have to reframe understanding who can be there for us and who can't. And what I've come to realize to tie this part of the conversation up is that for every person that wasn't there or every person that I've lost since losing Alex, I have gained many more. And probably, well, no, honestly, the friendships that I've gained the ones that have been gained because we have both lost people to suicide are honestly 
carved in a deeper space. These friendships are some of the gifts that I've been given since losing Alex. So now I'm going to cross into part two of my conversation for today that ties into this being the week of Halloween. And Halloween being mine and Alex's favorite holiday. So I am going to do an Instagram post every week with just kind of a quote or a thought that I have that ties into some of those things I talked about in the beginning, the scariness, the spookiness, the terrified feelings, the pain, spirits, things that, yeah, have to do with Halloween, but ironically, or maybe not so, they also have to do with grief. Halloween represents a time where the spiritual veil is said to be the thinnest between us and the spirit world. Our connection to our loved ones might be closer, might be easier at this time of year. It's no coincidence that there's a lot of overlap in cultural traditions this time of year. In Mexico, they have their famous Dia de los Muertos celebration on November 2nd every year. It's known as the Day of the Dead. It's a festival for their dead, celebrating their life, and allowing a connection to their dead on this day in an honoring and not fearful way, in a celebratory way. In similar type customs, Other cultures, like even Native Americans here in this country, have rituals and ceremonies honoring their dead. With Native Americans, their rituals and ceremonies are not as tied to dates and the calendar because that's not how their cultural work. Their culture works by tying to seasons and natural elements. But they also have many ways of honoring their dead and having rituals to celebrate not only the life that they once lived, but how their spirit lives beyond. And if you take Halloween back to his or its origins, and I won't get all Encyclopedia Britannica on us or anything, but Halloween actually means All Hallows Eve, which is the night before All Saints Day. And All Saints Day was traditionally the kickoff of a three-day period that culminated on All Souls Day, which you can also tie Halloween to the Celtic or pagan festival of Samhain, which is known as the end of summer, when the gods were made visible to humans during this festival. So, like I said, I'm not going to go into all the cultures and all the, because it's, it's all over the world. But that's what I'm trying to say is all over the world. There are traditions. And ultimately, it always seems to be this end of the summer into the fall period, that the veil seems to be the thinnest. And so for me, I'm going to celebrate Halloween this week, and all that is encompassed with that. I'll probably sit with popcorn and watch some scary movies. I will probably also sit with candles and music 
and try my very level best to connect with my son the way that I often do, but maybe secretly hoping that somehow this week those connections might come through a little bit better. So for me, that's what some of this means. You know that with everything I say and share, I want you to take what resonates with you and just leave the rest. And I hope that you found some comfort or a little bit of joy or explanation somewhere in what I had to share today. And if not, I hope at the very least you can feel my connection to you in our loss, in our shared grief. And while I'm deeply saddened that you're a part of this community, I'm honored to share this space with you. Until next time, Griever, talk soon.